I am excited. If you've not heard, we have the Beach Baptism Barbecue coming up June 21st. June 21st. And we want you guys to register. I think you can do that on our Facebook page. Register. Um, and, and listen, if you're not getting baptized, you still want to come because it's free barbecue. Did I say that? So um, it's going to be amazing. And more than the free barbecue, the truth is you want to be there and watch people get baptized because it is all about them following Christ. It's about them being identified with Jesus. So I, I'm, I'm stoked about that. I was thinking uh, last night and a couple, couple stories came to mind uh, about baptism. One, we were at this really growing up, we were at this very conservative church. My dad was not pastoring at the time. And uh, we were at this church, this super, 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 ultra, it might even throw a word like legalistic in there. And um, so everyone, you, you know, everyone's all uptight and stuff. And, and the preacher's preaching. And, and some, some young, courageous boy from the bus ministry, he, uh, he literally cannonballed in the baptistry in the middle of the message. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I, that came to memory. And then I, I remember being on staff at a church. Um, I, I wore these waiters, you know, and they came up to here. They were taller than I was, you know, and then you had a black robe and that's funny. Um, and so I was baptizing people. And at that point in time, I was a student pastor and, you know, when you're a student pastor, you, you, you know, it's a blast. I love teenagers to death. I had this one guy, though, his name was Josh. And Josh took a knife to these waiters. And he just little slit right in there on that side, a little slit over here. So when I, and this, this the, it was like a room. The baptistry was like a room. Literally, it, it probably was from the front of the stage to about here and, and, and pretty wide, probably about right here between the speakers. So I'm getting in over here, and I'm walking all the way to the middle. And as I'm walking, it's filling up. <laughs> it's just filling up. I'm like, oh, crap. And, and uh, you know, I was just real stiff that day. But um, funny things, but, but nothing trumps this one. The, the funniest thing was um, a friend of mine in college, she was going to a different college up north, and her, her pastor was baptizing someone. And he was, he was vertically challenged. And um, this person, I guess, was horizontally challenged, and so it made for a perfect storm. And the, the church just didn't know a couple of things about their pastor. One of them was he had a hairpiece, and the church didn't know that. And so he's baptizing this person, and he got the person down. The problem was he couldn't get the person up. And so up out of the water came a hand, <laughs> and the hand reached for his, his head, <laughs> and, and the hand went on the head, and off went the hairpiece, and he just totally let go with, you know, the water over the baptistry, and, and, and then he was screaming, I guess, for the deacons or something. He's like, close the curtains, <laughs> and he was like slapping around for his hairpiece. But there's something about baptism that, that is just, it's awesome, and there's always deep emotion tied to baptism. Somebody gets baptized. You'll see later, you'll see the picture of our neighbors who got baptized last summer, and you'll see them, you'll know them when you see them. They both came out, both their arms are up. They're both, man, it's like, yes, because baptism is a powerful, powerful thing. But if I know anything about baptism, what I do know is that there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of confusion. It's almost like you take a Rubik's Cube and you mix it all up, and, 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 and it's going to look different. 
You do it again, it might look different. Someone else, baptism looks different to a lot of people. In fact, there's denominations that last year, there's one denomination specifically, um, that they baptized a couple million people, not for those million people, but for actually millions of people that had already died. And so this was a baptism for the dead type of thing. In other words, like, like Johnny wasn't a good guy. Johnny, we know Johnny didn't make it in. That type of thing. Johnny's dead. Someone needs to help Johnny. And so that's what this denomination believes. And so they baptize somebody. Like Susie got baptized for Johnny. Hope it helps. You know, and, and there's confusion there. And, and then there's confusion. Um, there's, there's all kinds of confusion because there's some churches that preach. Um, I don't know where I'm from. Um, in Tennessee, a lot of Church of Christ and Church of Christ specifically preach that if you're not baptized, you're going to hell. So, so if you receive Jesus, that's good. But, but that's, that's, you know, A and Z is you need to be baptized because you need to have your sins washed away. And, and so if you get saved, but you don't make it to the baptistry, we don't make it to the river, you don't make it to the pool or the jacuzzi for Jesus, whatever it is, um, you're, in, you're in trouble. And, and then there's some religions that even hundreds of years ago, they said, man, we got to baptize babies. And if we get them as babies, then we'll have them as adults. So let's get them all as babies. And, and, and that's good. And, and, and we got them as a baby. And, and then um, that's going to protect them until they can understand. And, and there's confusion about that. It's just there's a lot of different theories, a lot of different beliefs when it comes to baptism. So what I want to do, we just started this new series last week. It's entitled Next. It's about all of us taking a next step. And the truth is, I have a next step to take. And so do you. Every week, we we have, in fact, daily, actually, we have a next step to take. And, And we're Jesus followers here. That's who we are. And so following Jesus means Jesus is on the move. So we need to be moving to. And we can move away or we can move to him. And, And baptism is one of these steps that's so important, and yet oftentimes, it's confusing. Like, well, I got baptized when I was a kid, but then I gave my life to Jesus later as an adult. Do I need to get baptized again? And, and, and like, did, did my baptism count? Did mine count? I'm not sure if it counted. Um, just a lot of different beliefs. And so today and next Sunday, I really want to try to just break it down, make it really simple for everybody to understand what baptism really is. And, and I believe June 21st, last year we had 48 that got baptized, um, which was amazing. If you've never seen a bunch of people get baptized, um, it's just awesome because it screams new life. It, it's absolutely one of the highlights of my year. And I promise you, you want to be there for this. Put it in your iPad, right? Put it on your cell phone, put it in your smartphones, mark that day. I believe it's 10 a.m., 10 to noon, June 21st, you don't want to miss beach baptism. And I believe this year, I believe that we're going to see a lot of people give their life, um, a lot of people who have given their life to Christ, take that next step. Because baptism really is like first base. In baseball, you hit the ball, hopefully it stays in, not a foul ball, and then you run and you move towards first base. And home plate is where you want to get, but if you don't tag first base, right, you, 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 it's really important that, that you get there. And and, and that's so important. I'm, I'm going to talk about that today. So, so pumped about baptism. I want you to say one word. This is really the thought that I want you to remember. And it is the thought. It is identity. The word identity. Would you say that with me? Identity. 
right? We had our identity stolen, actually, when we moved to Tampa, Florida from, from Atlanta. We, we moved from Alpharetta, Georgia to Tampa, and the bank was still sending statements months and months after we had moved, even though we did the whole thing with the post office and forwarded our mail. And someone took advantage of it, and we didn't know it. And they were racking up all kinds of, um, you know, they were having fun. You know, I don't know if you've had your identity stolen, but it's not fun. It's a mess. It's absolutely a mess. Identity is so important. It's important not only to, um, to have your identity, but to keep it, keep it with you, especially when you're traveling, right? Like, I remember being in Mexico. We were on vacation, my wife and I, my best friend and his wife, and, and we went to Tijuana, Mexico, I'd been driving, I got tired, I fell asleep, they were driving, and we get there, and I wake up, and they're like, hurry, let's go. We were kind of on a schedule, and so, man, I'm putting on my shoes, and we're running, we get there, you know, you, you step into Mexico, and they're like, Corona, you know, it was like right there, you know, first thing, you know, it was people trying to get us to buy Coronas, and, um, and, and we're looking around, we're like, dude, we're in Mexico, never been in Mexico before, this kind of cool, and I, I bought some, some Folkleys, they're really not Oakleys. They just look like them. And uh, so I got some Folkleys, and the, the gentleman was telling me, they're real, they're real, you know. And uh, I'm like, awesome. Um, but they weren't real, and uh, I bought them anyways. But uh, we had fun until it was time to leave. We're going back through customs, right? And I had left my wallet in the car. It was not, not good, <laughs> not good. I was, I'm Tim Payne. That's, that's who I am. I'm trying to tell him I don't have my wallet, and... Man, it, it took quite a while. And I remember at one point I was sweating, thinking, oh, I'm going to get stuck in Mexico. What's going to happen? Identity is so important. And maybe that is a very reason why baptism is like first base. So if you have your Bibles, would you go to Mark, Matthew, Mark? It's the second book in the Gospels. And, and, and we want to read first 15 verses together, Mark Chapter 1, if you don't have your Bibles, you don't have your tablets, smartphones, no problem. It's going to be on the screen. If, if you've never heard of YouVersion, now's a great time to hear about it. You can download YouVersion, the app, for free on your phone. and You can have God's Word with you at all times. I, you know, I've got my phone always with me. I'm sure you do as well. Um, so download that. But let's take a look at, at these verses here. And we're going to talk about baptism for the next few minutes. So we're in Mark, Mark chapter 1, verse 1. This is the good news. By the way, gospel means good news. That's what it means. So this is the good news, and Mark is writing this to us. Mark is the author. Mark was a real person. Mark knew Jesus, and Mark is writing this through inspiration of the Holy Spirit. No, don't let that trip you up. In other words, people didn't just say, you know, I'm pretty wise, I, I think... I think, um, I think I'm going to, I think this needs to be part of the Bible. Early to bed. Wait a second, it's coming. Early to rise. Makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise, right? You all know where that's in the Bible, right? It's not, right? It's not. That's a great statement. But the Bible didn't come about just by people saying, I think this needs to be in there. Like God spoke to men, his word, and men wrote it down, and, and Mark here is writing this account, this story, so we can track 
with what happened. And look what, look what it says. The good news about Jesus, the Messiah. There are people today who don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Their nations don't even believe he's the Messiah. He was a good man. He was a prophet. He was a, 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 a great teacher, great rabbi, but they don't believe he's the Messiah. Mark, like, no, no, no. I want you to know the good news is that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Isaiah had penned these words through the Holy Spirit speaking to him hundreds of years previous. And he, he put this, look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. This is what we call prophecy in the Bible. You know, it, it, men, men, God spoke to men and women and, and, and God moved upon them and, and, and they wrote the very words of God down way before it ever happened. Isaiah, hundreds of years earlier, was saying, there will be a man who will be a front runner for Jesus. And look, here it is. It's prophecy fulfilled. If you study all the prophecies in scripture, like the fact that it said Jesus would be born of a virgin, Jesus would be born in this, in Bethlehem. There's, there's several hundred prophecies. It's just one phenomenal reason well, I believe in Jesus. I mean, mathematically, if you really, you know, you don't have to be like, well, I'm into science and math. I just don't, that's a crutch for weak people. No, no, you don't understand. And since you like to understand, we really want to break it down because the, the truth is there's so much in, incredible proof that this was not a fairy tale. And Isaiah says, way before it happened, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare the way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. By the way, I do believe Jesus is coming back. It's, it's in the Bible, and I, I believe that. I believe Jesus will return. The Bible um, tells us that just as it was in the days of Noah, so it would be just like that when Jesus comes again. And, and I believe he is coming back someday. I, I don't know when. But I do believe he's coming. And John the Baptist believed he was coming. In fact, John was Jesus' cousin. John the Baptist. You remember Mary, right? Mary, um, Mary had a little lamb, right? You remember Mary? Mary finds out she's pregnant from an angel appearing. And, and the angel says, this is of God. God placed this baby in you. That's why we believe in the virgin birth. That's something that's really important to us as Jesus followers. Because if he was born of a man, he had been a be a man just like you or I, guys, and, and that sin nature would flow right down to him, but he wasn't. His father was perfect. And, and, and Mary, Mary sees the angel, and the angel says, this is of God, and she goes to see, her, to see Elizabeth. And she goes, and she tells Elizabeth, she's like, I'm pregnant, I'm with child. And, and Elizabeth was pregnant at that time with John the Baptist. So John the Baptist, Jesus, their cousin, or if you want to say John the baptizer, you can say that. And, and when Elizabeth hears Mary, her announcement that I'm, I'm with child, scriptures tell us that John the Baptist leaped in the womb. I mean, leaped. Isn't that cool? Now, Jaden is our youngest, right? He uh, just turned nine. But I remember like yesterday when Stephanie was pregnant with our first child. Jaden, I, I remember she say, she say, Tim, come here, come here, Tim, he's, he's moving, he's moving, you know, you eat sugar and they move around a little bit, and here, put your hand, put your hand right there, oh, and you can feel it, that was so awesome, 
And then I remember, um, I, I remember later, you know, in the term, I, I remember that I, I didn't just have to put my hand there. Like sometimes he would kick and it was like, you know, there's his, there's his foot right there, Tim. There it is. You know, you, like you could see it. Well, that John the Baptist, he got so excited being in the presence of the one who he was created to prepare the way for, that he leaped. And, and here, here's, his, here's his story. Clear the road for him. Prepare the way. The Lord's coming. Clear the road. This messenger was John the Baptist or the baptizer. He was in the wilderness and he preached that people should be baptized to show that they had turned to God to receive forgiveness of their sins. Now, if you blow past that verse, you're going to miss it. There's a lot of truth right here. There's a lot of, a lot of, if you break this down, a lot of teaching. He was in the wilderness and he preached. What did he preach? To herald. That's what preach means, to herald, to declare. He declared that people should be baptized. Why? So they could be forgiven of their sins. Nope, it's not what it says. They should be baptized to show that they had turned to God. In other words, they were walking this way, they were living life this way, and then they heard the message, the good news that Jesus was the Messiah, and they turned. They did a U-turn. They're going this way, and they did a U-turn. So many of us here today, that's our story. That's our story, is we were walking this way, and then we turned to God. We turned to God, And we're following him. Well, that's what this verse says, that they should be baptized to show that they had turned to God. And why did they turn to God? To receive forgiveness of your sins. Baptism doesn't wash away your sins. We'll baptize in in the ocean. That's ocean water. There's nothing holy about that. It's not gonna wash away our sins. It's, It's all about our identity, I'll break that down in just a minute, but it's just, it's, it's just water. That's all it is. It's, it's just, just, just water. And you do it to show that you've turned to God. And why do we turn to God? To receive forgiveness of sins. Because only the blood of Jesus, you get that, right? Only the blood of Jesus was potent enough, was powerful enough to pressure wash sin, my good works can't do it. Going to church can't do it. Being baptized can't do it. And, and if you ask people, man, if you died, do you know where you spend eternity? You get, you ask a thousand people, you get a thousand different answers. I, I'm a good person. I go to church. I've been baptized. And so many people think that. They think, I was baptized as a kid, man. I got this all covered. You know, and, and, and this verse right here, so much good teaching. Now, verse five. All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. Get it. There's no X-Men playing in the theaters. This is the deal. John is a kind of rough guy. John is just speaking. He's not there to get likes and follows on social media. He's speaking the truth. He doesn't care whether you like it or not. It's the truth. It's black or white for him. He's speaking it. You know, if you don't like it, that's your problem. Here it is. I'm the messenger. I'm not here to get you to like me. I'm delivering truth. If you're looking for the truth, here it is. That's who he was. And he was kind of rough, kind of tough guy a little bit. People came out. They came out by the droves to hear him and see him. And when they confessed their sins, when they confessed their sins, okay, now they're ready for baptism. He baptized them in the Jordan, in, in the Jordan River. 
And, and that's another thing. People about baptism, you know, do you get sprinkled or do you get sprayed or do you get dunked? Like, which one is it, man? Because I'm pretty sure I've got two out of the three. Um, so, like, what is it? Well, he's baptizing them in the Jordan River. And we'll come back to that a little bit later. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locust and wild honey. I get the honey. Not sure about the locusts. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. The truth is he is the great I am. That's who was coming. And John the Baptist knew it. And John at this point, John was the star. John, John was the face of the franchise. That's who John was. And, and, and then, then LeBron is coming on the team. <laughs> Everything changes, right? And, and, and some shifts happen. And John the Baptist is like, whoa, yep, yep. Right here, right here, right here. And he says, so much greater than I am that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize with water, but he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Here's what I don't get totally, but Jesus ended up leaving his disciples later, right? The resurrection, and, and, and then, then he's around, and over 500 people see him at once, and he's talking to people, and then for 40 days, he hangs around, and then you have what we know as the ascension. He goes back up to heaven, and as he's going, there's angels there, in the, they're, they're there, and everyone's like, just like you and I would be if we saw that, we're like, like, that's really cool. I've never seen that before. And the angels appear and they're like, what are you staring at, guys? This same Jesus who went, he's going to come again in the same manner. In the clouds, he's coming again. So go all out for him. Boy, what a message today. And that a message today is kind of the same truth applicable for you and I And what I don't understand is Jesus said, it's better for me to his disciples. He said, it's better for me that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. You think about that. Is that really better? I mean, I think it'd be cool to go to Starbucks and say, Jesus, I got some questions. I got some questions I need answered. I mean, can we sit down and talk? Can I get on your calendar? I think that would be awesome to see Jesus. I certainly would like to go fishing with Jesus. I'd be like, I heard some stories. I'm not sure if they're fishing stories or, or real stories, but I heard like so many fish, the net was breaking. Like, I want to go fishing with Jesus. If, if you like to fish, you want to go fishing with Jesus because you can have a bad day and Jesus be like, other side. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's who Jesus was. I mean, I just think it'd be cool to have Jesus here. But Jesus said to his followers, man, I got to go because it's going to be better for the Holy Spirit to come. Just so you know, when you give your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you. He dwells within you. This is, this is his temple, right? He, he comes to stay and not to leave. And, and Jesus said, yeah, all the stuff we've done, you've seen, that's cool, but you're going to do greater stuff. I'm getting God bumps. Mm. One day, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in, not with the Jordan River. He baptized him in the Jordan River. 
As Jesus, listen to this, ding, 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 ding. As Jesus came up out of the water, we'll talk about that next week, but as Jesus came up out of the water, so that kind of, okay, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Listen, listen, if you're a parent, listen to me today. What a great thing God the Father modeled for us in affirming his own son. Why? Because he wanted his son to know who he was. Every chance you get, affirm your kids. Let them know this is my son. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Second thing just from that verse that comes to my mind is the fact that um, right, if you read Matthew's account, Matthew, tax collector, he's all about the details. He's speaking to the Jewish audience. So he has all kinds of details opening up the book to help them say, yeah, that was right, that was right, that was right, and get the cred- credibility. But he lets us in on a little secret that Mark doesn't. And his secret was right after Jesus' baptism, Mark says this, just not full details. But right after his baptism, he goes in the wilderness, Jesus goes into the wilderness. Jesus is led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God will lead me and you to places we don't want to be. But it's God's doing. And he led Jesus to be tempted. Jesus fasted and prayed 40 days, 40 nights, and he is there. And you know the first thing, this is what Matthew gives us the light on. You know the first thing, the first question that Satan asked Jesus after his baptism? If you're the son of God, if you're the son of God, do this. Whoa, 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 whoa. God the Father had just said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Let me, just give me a moment. If Satan would come after Jesus to make Jesus doubt his own identity, don't believe for a second he won't do the same with you. And that's why I think baptism is so important right after you give your life to Jesus because it's all about identifying with Christ. That's the second thing I think about that passage. The third thing about that verse is you see Jesus, that's God the Son, he's being baptized, and then there's, then there's uh, uh, the form of a dove, which is the Holy Spirit coming down on Jesus And then you hear the voice of God the Father. So you have God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and God the Father. That's what we call the Trinity. That's God. He's three in one. I don't understand it totally, but he's three distinct persons, and yet he's one. I don't get it. Don't ask me for much more than that. That's, that's it. I, I only have a human mind, but that's who God is. And, and their, their religions don't believe that, but, but I believe that. I believe it with all my heart, and it's right there in our text. Now, verse 12, the Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan, we said that, for 40 days, and he was out among the wild animals, and the angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee where he preached God's good news. And what was God's good news? The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Repent of your sins. 
means you're turning to God. doesn't mean that, that you stop doing it. doesn't mean that you get cleaned up to come to Jesus. It means that you're walking this way. Walk this way. You're walking this way. And then you realize, wait a second, I'm going down the wrong path. And you do a U-turn, and you turn to him. Baptism is all about identity. It's being it's your first step. It's, it's the first step of identifying yourself as a Jesus follower. Here in this gathering, last gathering, we had four, four adults that raised their hand. They accepted Christ into their life, and they weren't ashamed of it. Isn't that awesome? You can clap for that. That's a great thing to clap for. In fact, if you clap for five minutes, it wouldn't bother me on that. That's an incredible thing to clap about. And they clapped, and they clapped, and they clapped, right? Four people gave their life to Jesus, and, and then we asked them to raise their hand, and we want to give them a gift, a, a Bible and a next steps booklet to help them grow. One of the first things that's in that booklet is baptism. That's your next step. Now, we, we, we get identity, and uh, we, we, we get it. We, we understand identity. I'll be hopping on a plane um, Sunday right after church this coming Sunday. So I'm, I'm, even though I'm flying out of the country, I'm still going to be at church. How about that? I'm flying out of the country after church, right? Just a little, want to be in the house. I don't want to miss the house. I don't want to miss the worship. I don't want to miss God speaking to my heart. I don't want to miss being able to preach God's word. I don't want to miss seeing you. I love this house. I love, the word on the street is that a middle school meets here in the church. But um, I, I, I love some of y'all catch that later. I worked real hard all night on that one. Y'all better laugh. I don't want to miss the house. I don't want to miss it. I'll get on a plane. I'll be flying to Ecuador on our missions trip. We'll pray at the end today for the missions team, and y'all pray for us. Great opportunity going to Ecuador. But, but I'll have my passport, and I want to make sure I hang on to this and don't leave my wallet in the car. Because I'm going to need this, your identity. It's not to, it, it's not, you know, without it, I'm not it. It's just this allows me to go places I normally couldn't go without my identity. And when you know your identity as a true Jesus follower, you can go places that you never could have gone without it. You know, the church was given two ordinances that Jesus instituted. He started and he said, keep it going. One was communion. It started at the Lord's Supper. Jesus said, as often as you do it, if you do it monthly, weekly, yearly, however you do it, as often as you do it, do this to remember me. That was a picture of Jesus dying. The second ordinance is baptism because Jesus not only died, Jesus, he rose. And that's what baptism is. It's a picture of Jesus dying on, that he died on the cross and he was buried and then he came back to life. So when we go under the water, and we'll talk about that next week, because the word baptism was not even a church word, believe it or not. It was not even a religious term. It was a Greek word that people used all the time. It was an everyday household term, all right? And, and we're going to talk about that, but, but we go under, and then we come up out of it, and it's a picture that my sins were buried with Jesus, and just like Jesus arose in new life, my sins were left there, and I am risen with him. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, he'll live again. 
Identity is so important. Um, if you don't believe it, and it evokes emotion, y'all know that, right? Identity always evokes emotion. If y'all don't believe it, just what do you think about this? Not even sure how it looks, but it's on my head. Um, Miami Heat. And immediately when you see this, some of you are like, oh, okay, I thought it was just fire on the basketball. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, as soon as you see that, you think, you literally think, I wonder how long he's been a fan. You know, did, did he get a fan? You know, as soon as LeBron came, did he, you know, bandwagon fan, did he just hop on? Maybe people here, last gathering, I put that on, and there was a Pacers fan sitting second row, and he's like, boo! I mean, he's real loud, boo! It was awesome. It evicts emotion. But, but when I wear this, um, be identified with champions, right? And, and, and winners. And people see that and think, okay, he's a Heat fan or, you know, bandwagon fan. We're not sure. But it's identity. And we call baptism the Jesus jersey. That's what baptism is. It's the Jesus jersey. It's, it's, it's you letting other people know I'm being identified with him. It's like when you get married, you get a wedding ring, and you put that ring on. And when I'm shopping, this identifies me as a married man. Now, if I forget to wear my ring, or if I'm in the gym and I take my ring off so nothing happens to it, and I'm working out, I don't have that ring on. I'm not identified as a married man, right? But I'm still married. You with me? And so it is with baptism that, that uh, when you give your life to Christ, baptism comes as a symbol, as a picture of your identity, like I'm taken it was a proof of purchase, right? I'm somebody's. I'm off the market. No touchy, touchy. <laughs> you with me? That's funny, right? If I put the same ring on Jaden's nine-year-old finger, is he married? No, he's not married. He just has a ring on. And I think one of Satan's greatest confusing points is that there are a lot of people that have been baptized who never actually had their sins forgiven. They never had Jesus wash away their sins, but they're baptized and they think they're okay. And that would be like putting this on Jaden's little finger. It's backwards. It's kind of like car insurance. You get it after you buy the car. You don't say, well, I'm I'm State Farm all the way, baby. I'm going to have a car one day. I'm going to have a Camaro. But until then, stay farm. No, 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 no. Just insurance after you buy the car. You with me? Baptism comes after. It identifies us. It identifies us as being a Jesus follower. One of, um, one of my favorite movies is Jason Bourne. I have a clip. Um, y'all probably don't want to see it. But um, there's, there's like a minute clip that we're going to roll through real fast. And great movie. Krav Maga's in the movie. It's in, in, incredible. I watch it. It's one of those action movies from a great book in 1980. It was released in 02. $60 million budget. I just want to watch that one again. Would you look at the screens real quick? I want you to, I want you to see this and we'll land the plane. Können Sie die Schilde nicht lesen? So, aufstehen. Los, auf jetzt. Der Park ist geschlossen. Sie können hier nicht schlafen. All right. Zeigen Sie mir Ihren Ausweis. 
No, I, I don't... You have papyrus. I don't have any papers. I, I lost my... My papyrus. I have it verloren. Genug. Stehen Sie jetzt auf. Ich muss schlafen. Los, hoch. Hey, aufstehen. Hoch. Just keep watching that, right? So that's a great movie. He says, man, I, I, I don't have it. For those of you, in, whether today or next week, there's some of you that you'd say the same thing. You'd say, man, I, I don't have Jesus yet, but I want him. You want to identify with Jesus because then one day Jesus identifies you when it matters the most. <laughs>